Hare Krishna. Welcome all of you for today's Gita Live session. We have a very, very interesting topic today for discussion. And the topic which we have chosen today is food choices according to Gita. All of us day in and day out have many choices as far as what to eat, what not to eat. And in today's world, it becomes quite confusing when we are overloaded with all kinds of information. On one side, you will have videos on YouTube and articles saying that you should eat this. It's very good for your health. And you will also find articles talking about why you should not eat those things. And at times we get confused. For example, milk. There are proponents which says no milk should not be taken. And our Vedic literature say that milk is a complete food for man. So what do we follow? Whom do we believe? What choices we make? So we are going to discuss this in today's session. We will start this discussion seeking blessings of Srila Prabhupada, Lord Chaitanya, Lord Shri Krishna so that we can have a meaningful discussion today and go back enriched with some insights from our scriptures. So please join me in offering the prayers. You can fold your hands if, if, if you want, you can close your eyes and uh, along with me you can offer these prayers. Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Nitinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shiva Sadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauratushe Namaha Namo Brahmane Devaya Go Brahmane Hitayacha Jagadhitaya Krishnaya Govindaya Namo Namaha he Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchan Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye 
वाचाकूभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतितना पाभ्यो वैष्णवभ्यो नमो नमः हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हर हरे हरे एस वी हैव बिन डूइंग वी विल टुडे आल्सो कवर ओनली थ्री एस्पेक्ट्स एज फार एज दिस टॉपिक इज कंसर्न सो दैट इट इज easy for us to recollect and comprehend the information what i'm going to share with all of you <clears throat> so the first aspect is please make a note of it i'll be asking all of you to type the first aspect which we are going to discuss today is ahar ke gun we all have heard about gunas satva guna rajoguna and tamoguna so the first aspect is ahar ke gun ahar means food food according to the modes of material nature krishna in the bhagavad gita classifies food as satvik rajasik and tamasik food in the mode of goodness food in the mode of passion and food in the mode of ignorance i am sure all of us have heard this statement jaisa an waisa man food plays a very very important role in our lives it also influences our behavior our consciousness in a very very significant way so satvik ahar what is satvik ahar what is food in the mode of goodness krishna in the gita says that those foods which increase the duration of life purifies one's existence and gives strength health happiness and satisfaction are in the mode of goodness i repeat foods which give strength health happiness and satisfaction are classified in the mode of goodness such foods are further krishna classifies such foods are what are the qualities what are the gun of that ahar or such food satvik ahar they are juicy fatty wholesome and pleasing to heart they help promote clarity of mind clear thinking many times the mind is muddled it is very agitated we sometimes get irritated with small small things a lot has to do with the food we have consumed 
Many of us may not know the correlation between the food and our temperament, our behavior, our attitude, but there is a significant connection. Many years back, I came across an article in Hindustan Times about a lady who was an HR executive in a multinational company. Her name was Anushka Mehta. She was very short-tempered, would get angry, small, small things. If she misses a ride to the office, she will get angry. Someone speaks something wrong, she will get angry. If things don't happen the way she wants it to happen, she will get angry. If the office boy doesn't bring things on time to her table, she will get angry. And soon many of her friends, colleagues in the office, they had, so to say, branded her as a person with very, very short temper. In fact, she lost many of her friends because they were afraid of her. She also realized her mistake. It's not that when a person is short tempered or he was conscious of, she was conscious of her behavior, but she was helpless. She in fact attended many workshops, some seminars on anger management, some counseling sessions also she went for, just that so that she can get some control over her anger, but things were not improving. And it started even affecting her performance because even in the morning when she would get up, there would be some kind of anger in her mind-body system and even in the night before she goes to bed, something agitating her, something irritating her. She was not at peace. She knew about it but did not know any way out of it. So one day the mother, mother also was quite scared of her. So one day the mother casually said, looks like the anger has something to do with your lifestyle and also your food habits. After all, mothers, you know, they understand our nature better. They have seen us right from our childhood growing up. So she said, looks like your anger has something to do with your lifestyle and also your food habits. So she consulted a nutritionist and she also consulted an Ayurvedic doctor and they suggested some changes in her food habits and her lifestyle. And after incorporating some of the sattvic foods in her lifestyle, in her eating habits, she saw that there was a drastic change in her behavior in her attitude and also her ability to control her temper. So as I mentioned earlier, food plays a very, very important role in our, in our temperament, the way we deal with people around us. So as I mentioned here in the Gita, Krishna is saying such foods bring clarity of thought, they are pleasing to heart and gives strength, health and happiness. Examples of Sattvic Ahar 
cereals fruits vegetables juices legumes nuts sprouted seeds and whole grains these all come under the category of satvik ahar then there is another category called rajasik ahar food in the mode of passion now krishna says food those are too bitter too sour salty hot pungent dry and burning fall under this category such foods cause distress anxiety and disease many of present day lifestyle diseases have to do with what people are consuming rajas mode of eating focuses on taste not much on nutrition so the predominant emphasis is on taste what is pleasing for the tongue is what we want to eat and they are saying what is good for your tongue may not be good for your stomach may not be although we have many satvik dishes which can be cooked very nicely and can be very pleasing to tongue also but present day fast foods which are very very pleasing to the tongue may not be necessarily good for our body it is supposedly tasty in the beginning but tends to cause disease at the end they need to be fried and treated with spices before they can be served so lot of spicy oily fried food stuff fall in the category of rajasik ahar they destroy the mind body equilibrium feeding the body at the expense of the mind and the soul too much rajasik food will overstimulate the body stimulate our senses agitate our senses agitate our mind excite the passions making the mind restless and uncontrollable eating in a hurry is also cause is also considered rajasik now examples of such rajasik food is hot substances which have strong spices added to them like onion garlic strong herbs stimulants such as coffee and tea all come under the category of rajasik ahar many years ago i came across this person who said swami ji you are talking about rajasik ahar tamasik ahar you talked about fruits vegetables we understand all this but how can you say that onion and garlic are bad for health we should avoid it but we have many articles medical science has proved that they have medicinal properties yes it's a fact that onion garlic have medicinal properties they may be good for the body then how are we saying that we should avoid as far as possible onion and garlic what is the rationale onion and garlic come under tamasik ahar or at best rajasik ahar 
although they may be good for the body at a physical level they may have some medicinal properties but when we choose our food it is not just our physical body which has to be taken into account we have a mental body our mind we have our emotional body we also have our soul so when we eat it's not just for our physical body yes there may be some food stuff which may be very good for the body they may have high protein or high nutritional content or medicinal properties but we have to consider holistically such food should also be good for the mind should also be good for our emotional body should also be good for the soul for example non veg or eggs may be good for the body you may have some articles with saying the nutritional value of these food stuffs may be good for the body maybe you can have an article which proves that yes it's good for the body but we know that it degrades the soul it involves killing animals which incurs sin so <clears throat> we have to keep that in mind many years ago when i was in college i used to during vacations uh, go to delhi and uh, my cousin sister she would eagerly wait for me to come and i was before my coming to krishna consciousness i was a big foodie and would love street food so i would go to delhi and i would have some pocket money and she would join me and we would go and eat all kinds of street food golgappas aloo tikki pani puri and she would eagerly wait when bhaiya will come and she will have a nice time and invariably we would have our stomach upset at the end of the day we would have eaten so much in the final year as i mentioned earlier i came to krishna consciousness and i started practicing the principles of bhagavad gita so there was a change in my eating habits also in fact it automatically happens when a person comes to satva guna and also becomes krishna conscious automatically experiences a higher taste and his taste for lower things abominable things wrong things things which are not good for the soul automatically pales off we don't have to artificially give up it becomes very natural so when i came to bangalore this was in the year 1992 she was very very eager that bhaiya is coming and she had fond memories of you know when i used to come to delhi we used to go out and eat lot of things so she was also expecting that bhaiya is going to come and we're going to have good time every day going out and eating different kinds of things she was quite young and uh, but bhaiya had changed i was very fond of nariyal pani coconut water i was very fond of fruits and salads 
and by that time she had started even consuming non-veg so she was quite disappointed on one side we are going together but i want to take nariyal pani and she wants to go to some food joints darshanis to eat some chaat masala and all this uh, golgappas and i i don't feel for it so very soon we reconcile that now the taste don't match and she also understood that because i am getting deep into spirituality gone case so <clears throat> the taste the choices we make lot depends on the gunas influencing us in fact if we are in rajoguna if predominantly rajoguna is influencing us we will be drawn towards rajsikahar if we are too much in tamoguna too much of inertia laziness we will be drawn towards tamsikahar sometimes we wonder you know when people order things eat all kinds of non veg sometimes how are they eating that but there are people who are having taste for that because they are in the influence of such modes that they are drawn towards tamsikaha drawn towards ratsikaha when a person becomes spiritually evolved spiritually he grows automatically he will be drawn towards satvik ahar so this change happens with everyone who is practicing spiritual principles seriously shila prabhupad once went to burma and uh, in burma shila prabhupad was staying in somebody's place some devotee's place and uh, you know we have a concept of festivals kirtans inviting lot of people and then having a feast love feast in burma there is a delicacy called nafi what they do is this burmese people when they get non vegetarian food stuffs into their homes like fish eggs or chicken there are some parts of that meat which cannot be consumed or eaten i don't want to get into details so what they do is they take those parts and put it in a jar keep the jar in one side of the house and let that decompose and over many days in fact over many months it decomposes and ferments just like the grapes ferment and becomes wine so they ferment they decompose and a liquid starts oozing out from that you know so called refuse of the meat which cannot be otherwise consumed and then they strain that liquid and especially on festival days or on some special occasion that liquid is also served along with the food and that's a delicacy that's called nafi today before the session i was also trying to google and find out more about nafi yes it's a fact burmese people do 
uh, have this delicacy called nafi. And the article was mentioning different kinds of nafis, just like different kinds of wine, depending on what type of grapes and so many other things. So these Burmese people, you know, have this delicacy called nafi. So when Prabhupada got to know about it, he said, how degraded this taste is. Imagine a dead animal, the refuse of that, which cannot be otherwise consumed, is put in a jar, it decomposes, putrefies, ferments, and then you strain that liquid and then you drink it. So when devotees told about this to Prabhupada, he was completely astonished if this can be eaten. And when Prabhupada was there, the devotees were eager cooking a big feast, celebrating the moment that Prabhupada has come to Burma, was with them. And they were frying some puris. And that particular day, they were frying the puris in ghee, pure ghee. Because they wanted to offer it to the Lord and then offer to Srila Prabhupada. And the neighbors started coming in because that frying in a ghee, that you know, the smell, the aroma, it was intolerable for them. So they started coming in and started complaining, what kind of smell is this? What kind of stench is this? What are you doing? And mind it was pure ghee. So this shows that how people with different tastes, people who are in Tamoguna, they cannot appreciate the taste of foods which are in Satuguna. And those who are in Satuguna cannot appreciate or eat things which are in Tamoguna. They say birds of same feather flock together. And at times when a person starts practicing Krishna consciousness, we see this kind of so-called so conflicts at times even in families. Because every day we have to eat, we have to make a choice. But then there are people in different gunas and at times it becomes difficult to reconcile. So the first point is ahar ke gun. And we have to try our best to resort to, to eat, to honor foods which are in Satvaguna. I'll again read out the foods which are like cereals, fresh fruits, vegetables, juices, legumes, nuts, sprouted seeds, whole grains. When we consume such foodstuff which are in Satvaguna, it will also increase Satvaguna in us. We will come in the mode of goodness. Now, last is food in the mode of ignorance or tamsik ahar. Food prepared more than three hours before being eaten. Now, these days we have a lot of packaged food available in the market. Food that is tasteless, decomposed, and putrid, many of the non vegetarian foodstuffs, and food cons consisting of remnants and untouchables. They increase infection and disease. Overeating is also considered tamsik. For example, meat, alcohol, tobacco, fermented foods, stale, overripe substances all fall under the category of tamsik ahar. 
सो जैसा अन वैसा मन इफ वी हैव टू हैव peace of mind if we have to have pure consciousness good health then it is important for us that we make a choice and consciously choose food in the category of mode of goodness so i request you all to help me with the first point let me see who gets it first the first point which we discussed today is ahar ke gun ashwin shrinivasan thank you very much well done manas sandha and many more thank you very much so this is the first point which we discussed today the second point the second aspect which is again very important for us especially for those who want to elevate their consciousness want to lead a pure life with pure consciousness with krishna consciousness it also matters who is cooking the food food is not just the gross ingredients yes we can have gross ingredients which are in the mode of goodness who is cooking the food the subtle element the consciousness which has gone in while cooking is also very important aspect which we need to consider and the second point is who is cooking so that we just remember who is cooking because the consciousness of a person who is cooking also goes and mixes with the food it's a subtle ingredient we are living in a very gross world slowly people are becoming aware of subtle sciences like pranic healing reiki these are all very subtle things you can treat a person through pranic healing may not be through a physical connection there are psychic forces so the consciousness of person who is cooking also gets mixed with the food which is being cooked therefore it is important that the person who is cooking cooks in a good state of consciousness many times uh, people invite us and we are in general we have a policy we have a practice that we don't eat outside this is one of the reason not that we want to hurt anyone's feeling but everyone is following the principles of krishna conscious to different degree in some houses they may be cooking eggs they may be cooking non veg they may be also some devotees so in general we avoid eating outside for this reason so if we have to travel many of us who are be practicing krishna consciousness we may be vegetarians so how do we manage when we are traveling many people do not have that sense so they say so long as it is vegetarian so long as it is a jain meal it's perfectly fine yes if we have no option we can resort to a jain meal we can resort to a vegetarian food cooked in a restaurant outside 
if we have no option in fact when we travel either we pack something along with us take it with us or we take fruits or some kind of salads which do not involve cooking and yes if it's a long journey there is no other option we do sometimes compromise and take some vegetarian food stuff just like in the gita in the 12th chapter krishna says if you cannot do this do this 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 so ideal would be food cooked by a devotee offered to the lord pure food in sattva guna in fact more than sattva guna that should be the ideal that will have a boost to our consciousness towards krishna consciousness now again not everyone can practice at that level then again the next best the next best the next best we have to use our intelligence everyone's circumstances are unique everyone's circumstances are different so we have to use our, we should know the principle and then keeping that principle in mind we should find an application one time there was a sadhu who was invited you know generally we have something called as brahman bhoj when there is a death anniversary or some other occasion the sadhus are invited and they are fed so one sadhu along with his colleagues were invited by a lady it was the death anniversary of her husband and she cooked for all of them it was a lavish feast lot of items were served and uh, generally the sadhus are served on you know the leaf plates on that day the lady somehow managed it was a village the lady managed to serve them on a steel plate and these sadhus steel plate was a big thing generally they are used to eating on that patras you know made of leaves leaf plates so one of the sadhu after eating slowly put that steel plate in her jhola in his jhola and walked away after a while the sadhu started thinking what did i do why did this thought of stealing a plate came in my mind how degraded i am how i got cheated by my mind in fact it happens with devotees sometimes mistakes do happen maya will throw up different temptations and then we have to be alert the intelligence has to be very sharp in discerning what is right what is wrong what is violating some spiritual principles so this sadhu started thinking why did i do that how did this degraded thought came in my mind of stealing this plate she he could not sleep that night there was a guilt feeling killing him from within next day morning he got up and went back to that lady and said i beg forgiveness i stole this plate yesterday i have come here to return this plate to you 
and he asked that lady by the way i just want to ask you where did you get this ingredients from and who cooked this feast so this lady said actually i wanted to feed all of you and i had no means it was the first death anniversary of my husband so actually i stole the ingredients stole these plates and somehow managed to cook all these for feeding you i thought that feeding the brahmanas is the highest thing even i had guilt consciousness but then i stole the ingredients i stole the plates just to feed all of you so the sadhu understood the person who is cooking and the ingredients that's why it is very important ka you know many times we make shortcuts in life to earn money it's difficult to digest yes in short term yes we can buy a lot of things we can buy some pleasures but long run wo pachega nahi will not be able to digest money earned in wrong ways it will hit back so it is best that we do our duties sincerely honestly lead a god centered life following the principles moral principles ethical principles spiritual principles and then yes we can lead a happy and contented life so we'll move to the third principle before we go to the third principle i would request devotees to type out what is the second principle although i have just mentioned once let us see who can get it first the first principle is ahar ke gun and the second principle is who is cooking question mark is very important the consciousness of a person who is cooking also gets mixed with the food therefore it is not enough that yes it's a vegetarian restaurant let me just go and eat some people do not have that so called discretion yes i am practicing krishna consciousness i am following the principles of bhagavad gita i am a vegetarian and they feel that they can eat anything and so long as it is vegetarian no we have to be conscious so that's the second principle we'll go to the third principle before that we'll have some kirtans uh, we'll play a nice audio visual let us all join together participate in this kirtan get rejuvenated spiritually and then come back to the third point which we are going to discuss after the kirtan hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare hare Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna Krishna
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 
Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna, 
Krishna, Krishna, Krishna, Hare, Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Rama Rama, Hare, Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So the first principle we talked about was Ahar Ke Gun. In fact, not a principle, the first aspect which we covered today. And the second was who is cooking. By the way, before we move further, although we may take Sattvic foodstuffs, it's also important. In fact, yesterday we came across a video which I have shared with all of you today in the description box below. You can watch it. Even the way we combine the food, what we eat together also has an impact on our health. To give you a just brief idea, some foods are alkaline in nature, some are acidic in nature and the digestive enzymes which are produced are produced accordingly. It can be alkaline, it can be acidic, depending on the kind of food we are eating. And if we take foods together and these digestive enzymes 
if they are secreted and if they are not combined properly, the foods are not combined properly, then these digestive enzymes can react with each other and neutralize whereby the food can remain in our body undigested and it can lead to gas indigestion and all kinds of digestive disorders. Sometimes one may wonder, I am eating sattvic ahara, I have eaten, you know, fruits, I have eaten salads, I have eaten, uh, you know, all vegetarian foodstuffs, but still there is burping, there is still some gas formation happening. Why is it so? So it's a very nice video which I have shared with all of you. Please spend time, go through that video. And there are many, many important insights which we can benefit from. And the third point is, which is the most important, which can even, so to say, counter if there is some kind of a lacuna in the first two principles. And the third point is, we offer the food before we consume. Offer the food to Lord. Krishna in the Gita says, Yagna shishtasana santo muchyante sarva kilbhishai. Bunjate te te agham papam ye pachanti atma karanat. If we eat for sense pleasure only, even though it may be sattvic foodstuffs, without offering that food to the Lord, we are eating sin only. Yes, a vegetarian diet is better than a non-vegetarian diet in terms of the sin involved but we have to go a step higher it is not enough to be vegetarian it's not enough to be a vegan we have to offer the food before we consume that food now offering yes there is a process there's a procedure where we you know put the offerings whatever we have cooked in a plate and by chanting some specific mantras we offer the food by the way i have also shared a link how we can offer the food in the description below you can kindly go through that video and the entire process how the food has to be offered is mentioned in that video why offering is important one one person asked me this question you know even plants when we are eating, there is an element of sin involved because plants also have soul. It also is amounting to killing. We just cannot say that, okay, animals have soul, therefore there is a sin involved as a plant is concerned, being vegetarian is perfectly fine. No, even plants have soul. Even killing plants amounts to a certain degree of sin. But Krishna is saying, when we offer such foodstuffs to the Lord with love and devotion, He accepts the food and the remnants of such food, which is prasadam of the Lord, is freed of all sinful reactions. So even though we may eat plant-based diet, which amounts to some bit of killing, killing of plants, if we eat our designated food, plants-based is a designated food. Krishna has given us a stomach every 3 hours, 4 hours, 5 hours, we have to 
eat something. So I'm sure there is something which is designated by the Lord, which is quote unquote a proper food for us to consume. So when we eat a designated food in a way prescribed by the Lord, then we are absolved of all the sin and such diet is called karma free diet. A pure vegetarian diet, a pure sattvic diet which is not offered to the Lord also involves some bit of sin. Although the amount of sin may be much lesser than what is involved in a non-vegetarian food. So we make a practice, we try incorporating this principle that we start offering what we are cooking and offer to the Lord and then consume that as prasadam. When we consume sanctified food stuff, not only we uh, do not accumulate any fresh karma, it also burns the karmic reactions of the past. Such food has the potency, has the power. Such spiritualized food which is accepted by the Lord, the remnants of such food. That's why traditionally all temples have the custom of distributing prasada because such food can burn the karmic reactions of the people who have gone and honored such prasadam. So the process of offering is shared in the video. Now although yes we have a process, some mantras to be chanted but the principle which we should know is to express our gratitude to the Lord. So sometimes the offering in certain circumstances can be in the mind also. Sometimes we are traveling, we may not have an elaborate arrangement where we can set up an altar and you know get all the food stuff in special separate dishes and then offer make an elaborate offering to the Lord, may not be possible. So then in such scenarios we can offer in our mind, express the gratitude to the Lord that it is coming from me, coming from you and I am grateful to you. So that's the underlying principle. We express our gratitude to the Lord that having given us foodstuffs which is sustaining us. So this is the third principle, offer the food to the Lord and uh, <clears throat> there are many principles involved, many do's and don'ts involved in this offering which is mentioned in detail in the two videos, the links I have shared today. So I want now if someone can help me with all the three points we discussed today, let me see who can get it first, all three points. We have still questions pouring in and let us see if we can have all three points. So it's a reinforcement for all of us. Ahar Kegun, who is cooking and offer food to the Lord. This is Rushikesh, well done, Sampat Kumar, Malini, Raju, Rajani, Sindhu, Amilini, well done. Uh, so these are the three points which I wanted to share with all of you today. And uh, I'm sure if we practice these principles, resort to sattvic food, uh, eat food properly after offering to the Lord and also ensure that the person who is cooking the food is cooking in right consciousness, then such food if we take, it will help us elevate spiritually. So we'll take some questions. We have a lot of questions which have come in today. Uh, 
This question is from Suryansh Gupta. What kind of disadvantages does chicken and outside food have like Golgape has on our soul? One person asked me this question. It's related to the question being asked here. What's wrong in offering chicken? Somebody asked me, okay, what if you said that plants also, killing plants also involves some bit of sin. What if with love and devotion, we offer non-veg to the Lord? Will the Lord, is the Lord not powerful enough to sanctify such non-vegetarian foodstuff and remove all the sin and make it karma-free? In fact, in the Gita, Krishna says, what kinds of foodstuff, if we offer to him, with love and devotion, he will accept it. Patram pushpam phalam toyam yome bhakta prachati. So Krishna, all of us are sons of God. Mamaiv amsho jiva loke jiva bhuta sanatana. So if we unnecessarily kill other living entities, yes, killing we cannot avoid altogether. If we unnecessarily kill, just for our taste buds, we don't have to kill animals just for our sustenance. It's for our taste buds. Somebody may say, what about Antarctica, you know, where there is no other food? Yes, if it is in Antarctica, there is nothing else to eat. Yes, for our sustenance, we can resort to eating non-veg. If you cannot do this, do this. If you cannot do this, do this. Cannot do this, do this. But given a scenario where Lord has given us so many options, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, grains, why should we unnecessarily kill innocent animals just for our taste bud? Even if we offer such foodstuff to the Lord, Lord will not accept it. And He'll be very, very unhappy because we are unnecessarily killing a living entity just for our taste buds. So it is degrading for the soul. So we should try uh, to be a vegetarian and even go a step further, not just be a vegetarian, be, we consume the food which is first offered to the Lord in sacrifice and take that remnants as prasadam. This question is from Ashwin Srinivasan. Is bitter God categorized in Satvagun? Yes, bitter God, although the name uh, bitter comes uh, in front of it, still, yes, it's a vegetable and hence it is Satvik in nature. This question is Kamal Jyoti Talukda. Does food at higher tropic levels lead to polluting the consciousness and health like meat, fish, etc.? Yes, all the food products which fall under the category of non-vegetarian foodstuffs do degrade the soul. It pulls the soul down. It may be good for the body, as I mentioned earlier. So a choice of food should not be driven only by what is good for my physical body. It may have a lot of proteins, it may have some medicinal properties, but we should also consider whether it's good for my soul whether it's good for my mind, whether it's good for my emotional body. So all that considerations have to be made before we make the choice of our foods. This question is from Amrita Vasani. 
so if we eat in vaishnava's house is it good yes if we eat food in the house of vaishnavas cooked by the devotees who has offered the food to the lord there is nothing wrong in it in fact devotees do invite each others you know and uh, sometimes distribute prasadam they organize kirtans in their home and then offer prasadam there is nothing wrong in that again a question from suryansh gupta tell if someone eats non veg food can he attain bhagavad dham and move to sattva gun strictly speaking no uh, a person has to resort to sattvic ahar then only he will elevate spiritually the question is from meera is it okay to eat food cooked by our staff as long as we eat only food that is offered to the lord as i mentioned everyone's circumstances are different everyone's situation in the house will be different so we have to use our intelligence we know the principle and then we have to use our intelligence and also seek guidance from some devotees whom we are in touch with as to how do we apply that principle the application of principle may vary from place to place time to time circumstances the principle is that we have to offer the food the principle is that as far as possible the food should be cooked by a person in good consciousness but given a scenario we have no option a person in the house we only have a person who is cooking the cook see if that person can chant few rounds see that person can be imparted some bit of spiritual lessons so we can try keeping these principles in mind see what best can be done every time we may not be able to follow an ideal scenario the ideal scenario is yes the food cooked by a devotee in pure consciousness offered to the lord with proper process and procedure such food if consumed is elevating the consciousness this question is from deepak luthra ji is curd sattvic food yes in our scriptures the milk products milk curds all come under the sattvic category but yes in today's world because of the atrocities happening to the animal and animals being injected with all kinds of hormones all kinds of chemicals and even the dairy industry has become you know very nasty all kind of adulteration in the milk so hence many people are saying that it is best to minimize or at best avoid milk product this is the reason why they are saying so otherwise in pure sense even krishna you know the whole makhan chor they were cowherds men they were grazing the cows and you know they were bartering milk and butter so in that sense in vedic times there were many saints who were you know sustaining themselves on milk and milk products this question is from dipali b is cutting vegetables from domestic help okay yes if we can do some preparation work pre preparation pre cooking work like for example cutting vegetables it's fine uh, we can uh, cook such uh, items because at least the cooking part when a person is actually uh, cooking that is the most important thing where the consciousness gets mixed uh, another thing is which we can keep in mind i mentioned that at times when we are traveling we may not have options of uh, uh, 
we can pack something with us we can also see if we can take fruits and uh, worst scenario worst scenario if we have to at all look for something cooked these days many products like which are cooked using machines mechanized factories that could be an option better than somebody who has cooked it with wrong consciousness you know not in a clean state of mind you can have some biscuits these are just an adjustment this is not the highest thing as i said if you cannot do this do this cannot do this do this cannot do this do this this question is from archana saying if someone some other family members who are not following krishna consciousness all the food is without onion garlic cooking food should be offered to the lord or not we can offer to the lord and the lord is very very uh, understanding he is basically interested not in our food per se he is interested in our feelings and emotions and while offering we can even express to the lord while that offering is being made that lord in the present circumstances i am offering this thing please pardon me for the offenses there may be situation where we cannot follow 100% all the principles like for example while offering in a clean state it is being cooked offered in the nice proper vessels by chanting the full mantras there may be some compromise while offering and we can express that to the lord and lord is very kind lord is very merciful ultimately what he is looking from us is not the food per se but our consciousness our love our devotion in that sense we can offer and offer prayers to the lord to forgive us for any shortcoming while we are making that offering this question is from neelam gupta if one offers always offer the food and does krishna arpanam astu before eating their meals then the consciousness of the cook should not affect the person yes as i mentioned the previous question consciousness is very important krishna is per se not very rigid about the rules and regulations he is more interested in our expression of gratitude our expression of love our expression of devotion as i mentioned there are many gradations best is if somebody who is a devotee he he cooks and we accept we offer it and we accept the remnants by chanting krishna arpanam astu that's the best scenario but not everyone may have such a scenario so in that case yes the cook has cooked we can still offer to the lord and say krishna arpanam astu and then take the remnants but we should know what is the ideal scenario what's the best yes my circumstances may not permit to follow the best so it is the second best it's a third best so we 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 understand that way this question is from kumara kantirava where in geeta krishna says meat is wrong consuming meat is wrong or bad directly krishna may not have said that krishna uh, that eating meat is bad but thus he does mention what are the kind of food stuff which we can offer to him and he will accept it as i mentioned earlier patram pushpam phalam toyam if one offers to me krishna is saying he is specifying what kind of offering he will accept patram a leaf pushpam flower 
फलम फ्रूट तोयम वाटर यो में भक्त प्रयति इफ एन ऑफर्स मी पत्रम पुष्पम फलम तोयम यो में भक्त प्रयति आई विल एक्सेप्ट सच ऑफरिंग्स एंड ऑल्सो यूजिंग कॉमन सेंस वी कैन अंडरस्टैंड दैट वी आर killing a living entity by inflicting pain unnecessarily for our taste buds when we cut an animal slaughter an animal if we have seen it actually slaughterhouses these days meats are available in supermarkets and nicely tinned canned uh, you know we don't see the atrocities the kind of shrieking the pain the screaming of animals if we see that i'm sure we will be in double mind should we consume or not so krishna will uh the law of karma will will not will inflict will get karmic reactions because of the pain being incurred as you sow so shall you reap if we have given unnecessary pain to that living entity we will have to suffer karmic reactions and it will come back to our lives in the form of pain this question is from chandrashekar mahaprabhu used to feed up to the neck does this comes under overeating and become tamasic yes we have some leela some pastimes where devotees cook elaborate many many items to feed mahaprabhu but prabhupad mentions in principle he was avoiding even in our lives we have festivals where you know 56 bhog 56 items are and on some days yes quote unquote we may overeat quote unquote we may overindulge but in principle yes we should regulate our eating do not krishna says in the gita one who eats too much or eats too little one who sleeps too much or does not sleep enough cannot be a yogi if we eat too much definitely will be laziness will come in inertia will come in grogginess will come in clear thinking will go away so we should regulate our eating yes exceptions are there on festival days there are feasts served and then we can make exceptions on such days this question is from bala gopala dasa we come across so many people who are vegetarians but having lot of passion in their work even though they are having sattvic food in their is it, what is wrong in that so the question is they are eating sattvic food they are vegetarians but they are very passionate they are very rajasik yes food does play a very important role but food is not the only factor which determines our attitudes and behavior sangat sanjayate kama what kind of association we are keeping that also matters if you are associating with people who are very rajasik you are spending a lot of time and you know their rajaguna will rub on you rub on us that's why it is sangat sanjayate kama that's why it is not just enough we eat sattvic food and be done with it there are many other things which we have to follow many other principles which need to be incorporated in our lives like chanting the names of the lord like associating with right people like hearing the messages of the lord following the instructions of the lord leading a regulated lifestyle being regulated in our eating sleeping recreation and work all these have an impact on the behavior of a person and also the kind of work he does whether it's passionate work or whether it's tamasic work 
A lot depends on such factors. This question is from Devan Shmore. How to deal with temptation of consuming non-veg when one has decided to quit it? Krishna in the Gita says, Vishaya vinivartante niraharasya dehina. For a person who is embodied, when we are embodied, we have a body with senses and our definition of success in present is all about gratifying our senses. For the tongue, we are always looking for palatable dishes. For the eyes, beautiful attractive forms. For the ears, beautiful melodious sounds. So our senses are always, you know, wanting, looking for sense objects to gratify. So Krishna says, for an embodied being who has a body with the senses, it is very difficult to restrain from sense objects. Vishaya vinivartante niraharasya dehina. For a dehina, for an embodied being, it is very, very painful. At times when we when we, when we try to restrain ourselves, it actually becomes a suppression. That's why many times people when they do some kind of dieting, two days, three days, somehow they regulate themselves with great difficulty and the fourth day they get into a binge eating. All what they have not eaten the last two days, three days, they cover up and back to square one. That's how people you know, lose weight for three days, five days, one week, two weeks, maybe a month and later on they again gain back the weight. So Krishna in the Gita is saying, Vishaya vini vartante niraharasya dehina raso varjam rasopyasya param drishtvani vartate. By experiencing a higher taste, one automatically gives up the lower taste. All of us have some experience that when we start increasing the chanting of our number of rounds, Hare Krishna Mahamantra, start following those principles, start eating some prasadam, Krishna prasadam, automatically we see that we start losing taste for lower things. So the solution is not by repression. Solution is not by artificial restraint. Solution is not just by willpower and determination. The solution is that we have to experience that higher taste whereby the lower taste automatically pales off. I have given this example earlier also. Let's say a person is working in a night shift and you tell the person night shift is not good for your health, you know the whole biological clock will get upset and long term you know it will have health repercussions so better you give up that job. The person may not give up easily because how will he eat? That is the only means of his livelihood. He is earning through that job and that's how he is sustaining the family. If you ask him to resign, it will be difficult for him to take that decision. But if you tell him that, can you give up that job and here is an offer letter for a job which is a day shift and the salary also will be much higher, for him to make that shift is much easier. He doesn't have to think twice, he can just make that move because he has a much higher and a better option. So likewise, when we have got addicted or habituated to eating non-veg or so, so to say tamasic ahar, we have to practice the principles of Krishna consciousness, chanting the names of the Lord, 
associating with the devotees, hearing about the Lord, reading the instructions of the Lord like Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam and automatically when we experience a higher taste, our lower taste will start getting paid off. Next question is from Manas Sandha. Personally, I am a vegetarian for more than 10 years. I have read somewhere during this stint in forest, Arjuna and Bhim used to eat non-veg. Is it true? If true, how Arjuna became a great devotee? As I mentioned earlier, there have been examples of even some sages eating non-veg. We have to see, just like in the question you have asked, they were in a forest. Krishna also, when he is giving instructions, he is very practical. In the 12th chapter, Krishna says, always think of me with your intelligence completely absorbed in me. Now, Krishna knows that for many people, this is not practical. If I ask you, always think of the Lord, it is not practical. Our attention goes into so many things. We have got taste for watching television. We have got taste for you know, watching sports. We cannot always be thinking of the Lord. Therefore, Krishna said, if you cannot do this, do this. If you cannot do this, do this. If you cannot do this, do this. This is in the 12th chapter. I don't want to get into the details. What are the various categories or levels he mentions? Therefore, if a person cannot follow in a given circumstances, Let's say a person in the forest, there is no other means for his sustenance. He can eat in such circumstances. So there is an exception to all rules. We cannot avoid killing altogether. Goal of spirituality is not to, to put an end to all killing. Jivo, jivasa, jivanam. We have to kill for our sustenance. In the food cycle, we have seen that how you know, the lower being is killed by a higher being, a rabbit is being killed by a tiger, tiger is being killed by a man and that's how the food cycle is there. So we cannot avoid killing all put together. Buddha came and said ahimsa paramo dharma but you know practically speaking ahimsa it is impossible when we are cooking, when we ignite a fire, there is a killing involved. So, if the circumstances are such that we have no option but to kill an animal for a sustenance, it may be justified. Yes, sin is involved, but what to do? But given a scenario where we have so many choices, Lord has given us so many options, in such circumstances, when we kill and eat an animal, it is very sinful. So we have examples of people, even sages, resorting to killing of animals, but we have to see in what circumstances they killed. Like you yourself mentioned, when they were in the forest. This question is from Satish Mishra. How much time should we wait after offering to the Lord? Can we pick immediately or wait for 10 minutes? Please guide. So in the video which I have shared with you, the entire process with all details have been mentioned. Please watch the video. Others can also watch. It's very informative, very nicely made. The entire process of how to offer food is mentioned. Please go through it and I am sure all these doubts will get clarified. This question is from Shripad Shinde. Some people offer certain animals as bali to certain deities. Isn't it wrong? I wanted to mention this. Maybe I will take two extra minutes. 
in scriptures we do have certain sections which so to say promote animal sacrifices for example in the vedas there are sections which says that a goat can be offered to goddess kali and the prasada can be then accepted kali prasada can then be accepted so some may wonder isn't it a contradiction on one side you are saying that to evolve spiritually in our consciousness we should avoid non veg it comes under tamasic category the other side we have portions of the vedas which says you know offer to goddess kali and eat the kali prasadam so we have to understand the context in which the vedas are recommending animal sacrifices by the way let us understand in detail when the vedas are saying that you can offer to goddess kali they are spe- they are specifically mentioning animals like goat there are people who are indiscriminate in killing they are even indiscriminate they kill animals like buffaloes like cows higher animals so you can offer a goat to goddess kali on not any day of the month on amavasya day which is once in a month past midnight these are the recommendations why because you know you're killing not everyone has to see you can silently offer the goat you can sacrifice slaughter and offer to goddess kali past midnight and according to the recommendations in the vedas it is mentioned that a person who is slaughtering should see the goat eye to eye the reason behind this recommendation being that when a person who is slaughtering sees the goat and sees the pain sees the agony sees in the eyes of that goat he will think why am i doing just for my taste bud i am giving so much pain to that animal so that's another recommendation and the last is when that animal is being slaughtered you have to chant that mantra in the ears of the goat saying that mamsa khadati iti mamsa which means that o living entity addressing the goat which is being slaughtered in this life i am slaughtering you mamsa khadati for my eating now in next life you can also kill me so person who is wise who is little thoughtful is little intelligent he will see just for my eating once in a month i am slaughtering an innocent animal giving so much of pain and that to risking my own life because soul is eternal soul is not that we are dead and gone mamsa khadati ti mamsa i am killing you next life as per law of karma you will have an opportunity to kill me a wise person an intelligent person will think why should i do that so this recommendation although it's there in the vedas actually it is to dissuade for a person who is indiscriminately killing any time and every time just for his taste but just to regulate that person is okay once in a month on amavasya day you can kill and offer to goddess kali and take that as prasadam just like a father who is having a child who is 
very adamant. Every time he goes to the market, says, I want chocolate, I want chocolate. The father says, no beta. He says, once in a week, after you have done your homework, I will give you a chocolate. If you take that statement in isolation, looks like the father is encouraging his child to take the chocolates. But actually, if you see the context, the father is giving that instruction to a child who wants chocolate all days of the week. He is saying only on Fridays after you have done the homework, you can eat chocolate. So the principle is, it is to regulate for a person who wants to kill and eat indiscriminately. So that's why uh, certain animal sacrifices are mentioned in the scriptures. But if you see the context, that contest, because people are of all different levels. There are people who are indiscriminately killing animals. There are people who are deep in Tamaguna. So there are instructions for such people to bring them to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. So therefore, it may look like there is a contradiction. So with this, uh, we come to an end. There are a few more questions which have come in, which we don't have time today to answer. Thank you for joining us today. It was nice to have all of you for today's discussion.